Hello and welcome to the Mental Health Hotline. If you are obsessive-compulsive, press 1 repeatedly. If you are codependent, ask someone to press 2 for you. If you have multiple personalities, press 3, 4, 5, and 6. If you are paranoid, we know what you are and what you want. Stay on the line and we'll trace your call. If you're delusional, press 7 and your call will be transferred to the mothership. If you are schizophrenic, listen carefully and a small voice will tell you which number to press. If you are depressive, it doesn't matter which number you press, no... Back and enjoy the show. I don't have a job. Intuitive improvisation is the secret of genius. Something stinks like stale french fries. There's only the argument. I'll not step aside. I will not allow any talking monkey to take my place. I'm dealing with fools and trolls. I expose people to magic. I don't know, man. I was banging seven gram rocks and finishing them because that's how I roll. I have one speed. I have one gear. Go. Kill me, but you do not have the right to judge me. Boom. What is the most popular thing in the world? Music. No. Tell me. Ice cream. Okay. Everyone has it. And what is the problem with ice cream? I have no idea. It drips. Okay. So me idea is what? Need to make a drip proof ice cream. No. Oh, that's a fucking brilliant idea. This. All right, wherever. You ain't going to come out with that, though. No, I, I promise you I won't. Well, me idea is to come out with just like these ice cream gloves that make the ice cream not go on your hands and make it all well sticky and also keep your hands warm okay. when, when you is eating the ice cream. Okay. Is you win or is you win? Okay, well, it sounds like a good idea and I hope you make a lot of money. Good luck, folks. It's been nice seeing you. You take care of yourself, okay? Well, is you going to be in on that? Well, it sounds like an interesting We've got that P. Diddy is going to be in it. Good. To me, farm living is the life for me. Land spreading out so far and wide. Keep Manhattan, just give me that countryside. get uh, right to it with words to the wise the gospel according to mark mark 13 as he was leaving the temple one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what massive stones 
What magnificent buildings! Do you see all these great buildings? replied Jesus. Not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign that they are all about to be fulfilled? Jesus said to them, Watch out that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name, claiming, I am he, and will deceive many. When you hear of wars, and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places, and famines. These are the beginning of birth pains. You must be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and flogged in the synagogues. On account of me, you will stand before governors and kings as witnesses to them. And the gospel must first be preached to all nations. Whenever you are arrested and brought to trial, do not worry beforehand about what to say. Just say whatever is given you at the time, for it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. All men will hate you because of me, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. When you see the abomination that causes desolation standing where it does not belong, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one on the roof of his house go down or enter the house to take anything out. Let no one in the field go back to get his cloak. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that this will not take place in winter, because those will be days of distress, unequaled from the beginning when God created the world until now, and never to be equaled again. If the Lord had not cut short those days, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect whom he has chosen, he has shortened them. At that time, if anyone says to you, Look, here is the Christ, or look, there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will appear and perform signs and miracles to deceive the elect, if that were possible. So, be on your guard. I have told you everything ahead of time. But in those days following that distress, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, men will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory, and he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near right at the door. I tell you the truth. This generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. No one knows about that day or hour, 
not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard, be alert. You do not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with his assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening, or at midnight, or when the rooster crows, or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. Now we're going to listen to a conversation with myself and Kenneth De Groot. Kenneth is a great man, and he's telling his stories from his childhood. Hilarious. Stay tuned. Listen. Uncut. <laughs> he did that half a dozen times. Disabling the tires? Yeah. You know, I heard a cop was sitting at the JP's office. He was on the JP's office in a back street. The JP, Justice of the Peace? Yeah. Okay. And, and uh, then, like in a dark street, no lights or nothing. Yeah. So you just go up there and you know, pop, pop the fucking bell court. Sometimes that is tires. Yeah. <laughs> that half a dozen times. Tell me that hat story again. He, he beat the piss out of Cooper White. He couldn't stand Cooper White. Mark beat the piss out of Cooper White. Yeah, that was one of the Newtown cops. That was about when, what year you say? Back in back in the seventies. Seventies, yeah. So what what made him knock off the policeman's hat off his head? Just he's getting, getting a in. tussle with the cop. Yeah, yeah. He used to go up to the goodness parking lot just to just to get in a fight with the fucking cop because I knew they were gonna call the cops. <laughs> oh, sooner or later. Right. Somebody, somebody came in there a Corvette. Yeah. Top down, sitting in the parlor. Okay. Mark jumped in the driver's seat. Took his shit on the driver's seat. What? Crap, took his, <laughs> pulled his and shit on the driver's seat. What the hell? And jumped out of the car and went on his way. That is not <laughs> good. <laughs> Was that his, like, uh... His ammo to Newtown. Newtown and somebody with a with a cool car. Yeah, one one time cops were looking for him. Yeah. And they, he he ran into the laundromat. Okay. And climbed one of the fucking big old dryers. <laughs> yeah. He hid from the cops and in one of the fucking dryers. Because <laughs> <laughs> they got the real big door on him. Yeah. <laughs> and it worked. Yeah, cops couldn't find him. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me the cops found them and put it on the spitter. No. 
<laughs> so this guy was a troublemaker. Yeah, yeah, he liked to get in trouble. Of course he did. His name is Mark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, I don't get I'm a good boy. <clears throat> what else? Oh, he used to get in trouble all the time with the cops. <clears throat> the cops love love talking with him too. Yeah. Except for Cooper White. Cooper White, you know, he's got his ass kicked every time he fought with Cooper, Poor Cooper White. <laughs> <laughs> what was he like, Barney Fife? Yeah. <laughs> All nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Like Barney Fife. kid yeah at first then they came up with Gordon Almond Road Cooper White definitely small town when you knew the cops names yeah and we used to fuck with them all the time mm-hmm delinquents mm-hmm. <laughs> we'd see a cop come down the road and there's a big fucking tractor tire the sand thing for kids in somebody's yard. And an old tractor like, tire in the yard to play in. Yeah, yeah it's for the kids to play in, but we, yeah. we picked it up and uh, we well, knew the cop was coming down the street. We rolled it out in front of his car and <laughs> come down the street. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Big fucking tractor tire. Two feet, brother. <laughs> I bet you were the strong, quiet one. I said, "No, you better not do that." No. <laughs> no. Now, come the mischief, I was usually involved with it somewhere along the line. Oh yeah. Mischief night. Any good mischief night stories? <laughs> no, I didn't do too much. Just grabbing toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> but in Newtown, I was always getting in trouble there, too. Underage drinking, blind. Yeah, drinking will get you into trouble. Want it? I had a friend of mine had a gas station up in Langmore. Texaco station. Mm-hmm. There's a bar right next to it, and uh, they had a, a walk-in cooler. All right. Outside with cases of beer. Outside. It was outside. Yeah, with the walk-in. What was the well, walk-in cooler? Just asking for trouble. Never locked. <laughs> the door was wide open. <laughs> we used to go out there at night. He loaded his fucking garage up with fucking beer, cases of beer. <laughs> I remember sitting over his house and drink all fucking day all weekend. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's funny. So I, I don't understand that. But they never fucking got wind of it either. It gets me. Really? They're losing cases of beer left and right. Uh huh. Yeah. 
How about that? And this was about when? We'd have, huh? About what year around? And this was back in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. Early 70s. Literally one night. How much beer could you take? I mean, why? You know, you don't need that much, but what was the most? Well, we, we have, we do a set, set in the garage. It was, it was like a party, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> party room. So you bought enough to sit on and then to drink. And it, it, it was all cold, too. Yeah. <laughs> and he had a little Texaco station out there. It was on 213. Going outside of Langhorn. Yeah, yeah. Because Langhorn out to, or from, like, say, Pendel. Yeah. Well, yeah, Langhorn out to uh, Eastville. Yeah. 213? Yeah. A little tax That was our party hangout on weekends. It's amazing. And then I got a license, and then my fucking car was a fucking booze cruising mobile. Booze cruise mobile? Yeah. Wee! <laughs> we got a couple, couple six packs of ice to get served in most any fucking bar in Newtown. Right. Was about 14. You had a beard, though. I had a mustache. Mustache? Yeah. And you were like six foot three. Yeah, six foot two. I was. Yeah. I had to get served in We have a party and everybody, you can't even come to the party. I would walk down the street. Most of the parties were right close to the bar. I walk over to fucking bar and keep kids in the fucking bar to see me come here about 15 times in the night. You know? <laughs> I just fucking walk out. You know? 15 times? Yeah. I remember we were over Mary Clark's house. Alan Davis is growing and we're away from the female. Uh huh. Mary? She used to live right close to the bar. We used to go over there and she would make a spaghetti dinner. One fucking drunks. Let's go to Jeff Chapman's house. His mother has another party hangout. His mother was an alcoholic, and all her fucking sons were. And go over there and drink all fucking days and weeks, Sundays. Wow. Watch football and shit. Fucking drunks all playing all over the place. Kenny, when you think about that stuff and look back on it, what do you say to yourself? Do you say, wow, these were great times? Or do you say, man, I wish I didn't drink so much? Now I would. Now I would. Yeah. It caused me a lot of fun. $135 fine for drink, underage drinking. Yeah. Every fucking weekend, like the whole summer. My dad wouldn't go to bed until he got a you need to get a call from township police. Wow. They would sit up and watch Jack Parr in the late night news. He's late night. Yeah. Jack Parr, Parr was the, the one before Johnny. Yeah, Johnny Carson, Jack yeah. Parr. But your dad. Yeah, he would sit, all, sit up all night waiting for a call. Yeah. So the police, he knows you're going to pick me up somewhere. He's Run worried about again. you. And your dad was uh, a farmer. Yeah. 
truck driver, truck driver, driver, and then you guys work together. Hydro seating. Hydro seating. Fuck that. I, awesome. I was a family-run business there. My dad was. Dad started. I was part owner of it. That was relatively new back then. Yeah, we started back in the sixties. Uh, when he bought his first machine. Sixty-five. Wow, you were a youngin'. Yep. Yeah. You were not even ten years old yet. And, uh, you were no, you were thirteen. And, and that, that fucking business took off like, like fucking fireworks, man. Everybody saw the, saw the uh, the operation, wanted it done. We'd be spraying somebody's lawn or something. My neighbors be coming here and want their lawn done. Yeah. That's a great feeling, though. That's like uh, Giuseppe's. We did all the fucking Giuseppe times. There, the next development down on the right hand side. Yeah. Whenever one of the Giuseppe's would get married, they they bought bought my house and had development. And then the house is built. They they call us up and to see the lawn. To see the lawn, yeah. Because it's new construction. Yeah. So, in your estimation, in your estimation, was seeding like that better than using turf? Yeah, seemed to be. Seemed to work good. Worked really lonely. Had a little moisture on it. Once you put it down, see the mulch, the wood fiber holds the moisture in the seed. Yes. To get it to germinate. Yeah. All you need is a couple sunny days and a little bit. And it comes right up. And it comes right up here. And it's probably a better blade, stronger. Because um, the turf, you know, it's just, it's growing on its own. Yeah, yeah. And it, it can easily come up. Yeah. Yeah, hydro seeding was the way to go. We had... Uh, you had big contracts. We had, we had four crews running. Yeah, we had uh, big uh, line guns. I don't know, we did pipelines, a couple pipelines. Uh-huh. The Buckeye pipeline, we worked on that. We worked on that. Were they oil lines? Yeah. And they would stretch for miles and miles? Yeah, so they say a hundred volt right away from uh, on the other side of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Started there and went all the way to fucking uh, New Jersey and uh, in New Jersey, they, they ran a pipe under the, under the river. Huh. But I'm interested in the pipe that ran out outside, so that all along you guys did the seating around the piping. Yeah, yeah, they cut a 100 foot right away. Yeah. And then they, they would uh, dig a trench and put the big pipe, you know, they had all these... Uh, Steam fitter guys in there welding this, this pipe, great big, great big brown pipe. Yep. I mean, pipe was big enough around it. Yeah, I could stand up in it. That big? Yeah. Wow. That's a huge diameter pipe. Yeah. And they had a whole cruise of guys and they had machines that would pick it up and set it in the hole. Yeah. And they, they would cover it over. Uh huh. And after they covered it over, we had to seed. Okay, so this was. Underground, then. Okay. The pipe was underground. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Except for when it went through Delaware River. Well, Delaware River, 
and underneath, yeah. They did. They went through the water. Went yeah. under the water. But you guys had to wait till they were completed. Yeah. With this, with the dirt. Yeah, yeah. Over the, the pipe. Yeah, when, yeah, it'd be all covered over again. So then you'd come in with your truck. Level up. Yeah. And then they they always had a like a dirt roadway going alongside of it. Right to access. Alongside of it, and for the power the power P line. Mm-hmm. We telegraph. We did the telegraph line right down there. The, the power lines. Yeah, the big, power line. huge power lines. Yeah. We did that. And they go on for miles, and it's like a uh, it's like a valley. Not yeah, a valley, where, but wherever they could, you can see, uh, it's a huge path. Wherever you can see dirt from the like an interstate highway or a road, yeah, or a hillside or something, right, had to be seeded. And we were planting with the uh, alderberry bush. We did one up in Hazleton, Pennsylvania. That was one of the first jobs we did. Yeah, I mean, the fucking mountain was like straight up in the air. We had a dozer with a winch on it. Lowered my dad down over the edge of the fucking hill, mountain, the hydrocedar. Okay. And we, you know, you need one man to operate it. Cause all my dad could do to hold on to the fucking thing. So straight up in here. Yeah. Now a D9 with a winch on it. Pull it up real slow as my dad was seeding it. As he as he went. And as it emptied out, we'd have a. I had two trucks running. Okay. And one's one's getting loaded while he's spraying one. Yeah. When that's empty, they pull them up the top, unhook the cables to the truck, put another one in front of it, and let the next one. Right. And they were 2,500 gallon machines, too. Wow. I have 2,500 gallon hydro Sounds dangerous. Uh, my dad lost his leg on one. No. His right leg he lost up to Just below his knee? Just below his knee. He had his knee on his right leg. Yep. How did that happen? She, my mom bought them new pants and they were a little long on them. Uh-huh. And uh, there's an auger with teeth on it. Yeah. And you put the wood fiber in it. Yeah. You would chop it up and you, as you're filling the tank, and you're mixing it with water. Yep. And uh, the teeth on that one auger caught his pant leg on his pants, pulled his leg in, in the auger. Oh, Jesus. He was working down in uh, Maryland at the time. Peach, peach, peach Bottom. Peach Bottom. Peach, peach bottom, bottom, Maryland. Peach Bottom Nuclear Power Plant. Wow. That was a big fucking lake. And as you was neat because you set the pump up or a filling machine, you had to fill a machine with water. Yeah. It was a great big humongous fucking lake. And then it, and then it has like Delaware and DC would they pumped the water out of it for these uh, nuclear power plants. Yeah. It would, they, at night, they would, they'd fill the lake up. Uh-huh. The lake would be filled with brim. And we would set our pump up, and every time you come back to, to reload, you had to drag the pump down in the bottle of water again. <laughs> it was taking, take that much water, so you're using up that much water all the time. Yeah. They're pulling the water, like, out of some kind of river and shit. Yeah. To fill it, they they fill it all night long. Yeah. Then as as the day goes on, they're using the power to, for power plant. Uh huh. It would you know go down. It's weird. Every time you come back, you had to move the pump another ten feet out to the water again. Right. You know, or How did it get replenished? What's that? 
Well, like, it emptied out, but then what? You know, like, how does it, does it well, go back up? Yeah. Yeah, and it was, as it was taken down, there was pumps coming out of the, the closest river. Like, like it was South Carolina River. Oh, yeah, right. Closest river, filling the pump, filling the lake up. But that's where it happened, huh? Yeah. His leg? Yeah, yeah, beach, beach, beach bottom. Were you glad you weren't there? Oh, I, I wasn't there. I was working on another job up in Binghamton, New York. Yeah. That we had. That was a army engineer job. Did the machine stop? Um, just by dumb luck, there was another guy with him. And it, he did stop the, the Belgium. Yeah. The pump and everything? Yep. And he did stop it. And uh, Steve kicked it out of gear in time. For, but... It would have been. It would have them whole. It would have sucked them whole. Yeah, all the it would have shoot them all the way in. Oh my God! But Steve got kicked out of gear. But when it pulled his leg in, yeah, these teeth on that auger, all Jim pulled his leg in. He was in there like this. Yeah. And the teeth from that that auger, like they were like six inch long teeth. Holy shit! It was like it went all the way up in the back of the leg. It's like eating a, like a shark. Yeah. So he, they had to, had to call a welder in to cut the auger out, to cut a suction out of the auger. He Did he lose him. consciousness? No, he stayed conscious for the whole fucking thing. Because he must have lost a lot of blood. Yeah, oh, he did. He could have still died. He should have. Well, you're glad he didn't. Because mm. what, how old was he then? 40s? My dad, yeah, he, my dad died at 49. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I'm uh, sorry. Bone marrow cancer. Right. I didn't get some fucking uh, people in the New York hospital at the hospital I took them to. Uh-huh. We had to go out there every weekend and visit them out there. And that was a drive. Yeah, I had to take my mom out. How long was he in for the hospital for? Well, not really that long. As soon as they got him fitted with an, with an artificial limb, uh -huh. he got out of there and he... He had to learn to walk though, right? Yeah, he had to learn to walk, walk on that. Once he learned to walk on that, he... he and he, he used to play, play soccer with, run, drive a truck. He never knew he, he had, didn't have a leg. never knew he had an artificial leg. Wow. Until he had, it was with Velcro. Went around his feet, <laughs> held it on. Yeah. He'd walk into the Somerville Diner one time. Yeah. Fucking Velcro that loose on his leg. Yeah. And the Somerville Diner there's a circle. Yeah. He'd stand around the steps and we're sitting in the diner waiting for him. We knew he was going to be there. And I just happened to look out the window and there dad put his pants down around his knees trying to reach out his leg. His, his leg. <laughs> the Velcro came on down on his leg. Like, he just dropped his fucking drawers right in front of the fucking diner. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't, he didn't, what are you gonna do? You got it. You get all you can do. You know? Yeah, right. And I was laughing like hell. We laughed. Her dad out there was pants down. Well, right. Otherwise, he'd be hopping along yeah, yeah, yeah. to the bathroom yeah, with, yeah. The, with a leg in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> we did get into a boardroom brawl one time up in New York. Okay. It was uh, me, my dad, and two or three guys we got working for us. And they called a cop on us. On, uh, you know, because 
was a born brawler, but fighter. Right? Yeah. Cops come in fucking barring it. Somebody hit my dad and knocked him out. Oh. Dad wow. laying on the floor and the cop grabbed one arm. Yeah. One of them cop on each arm. One on each leg. Okay. And the cop pulled his fucking leg off. <laughs> the cop didn't never shit or go blind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I let, we left one word about that. And God dropped, dropped, dropped that leg. And that's where the yeah. term, you must be pulling my leg. Yeah, you're from. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but that's funny, yeah. man. You know what? <laughs> he used to drive truck and do everything with that one leg. Yeah. We, we, we were hydrants eating. We always done full hydrants right next to one another. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a ladder up the back of them. Yeah. And what we did, we pull up next to them and then pull over to the side. Back up so you only had to step across the box. Uh-huh. The hydrants eaters that go from one hydrants eater to the next. Yeah. And you keep spraying. And then we took the empty hydrants eater back to reload it. Yeah. We had sometimes we had two and three hydrants eaters on the fucking job. That's where we made all our money on his power line jobs. Yeah. And and that pipeline. It's awesome. I mean, it was good money too. You had an interesting upbringing, my friend. And my my job was helping load the hydrogen. Then we had forty foot van trailers. Yeah. Had to pull up alongside of side of the van trailer and throw a lime fertilizer on top of the hydrogen. The mulch. Mm-hmm. We used about 15 bags of mulch in each load. Wow. And a ton of fertilizer, a ton of lime in each load. Right. It's like good. 25 bags of lime or 80 pounds. All bags. mixed up? And it mixes with water, yeah. And the seed, of course. Yeah, and the seed, yeah. Mixes Morning. The lime and the fertilizer. Out here. Yes, it is. The lime and the fertilizer good, all gets mixed with water and then you, know, you spray it on. Yeah. On the ground. And you would grow on the side of a fucking tree if it got moisture, a little sun and a little moisture on it. Yeah. Within a week, the fucking grass, grass would be growing, sprouting on the side of a tree and shit. So I'm wondering if somebody were to be coated by it. <laughs> if a yeah, yeah. were to be coated by it, would he grow grass on him? Growing <laughs> grow your bald head, yeah. <laughs> Keep watering your own. That'd be great. Just like a weed whacker to mow. Yeah. Just make it thick enough. You know, pat it on top. (laughs) Yeah, part it. That'd be awesome. (laughs) A weed whacker to cut. Trim your beard. (laughs) Or cut your hair. Coffee Kenny. I have Kenny's, you know, on my podcast, I have. Little sound bites of your laugh. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, we did one one power line one from that. Beam to New York to Lake Placid. Lake Placid. And all the towers, the big high metal towers. Yep. Still structure towers. Yep. Wherever people could see dirt in a town or the interstate or something. Yep. Had to be seated. 
All the way from Bingham to New York to Lake Placid. It's big money, man. It was. Big money jobs. Thanks for sharing. He's going to be on my next podcast. We had, like, we had like four crews of guys working. How many? There's always two, two, two crews up in New York and right. down. Right. In this area. My brother-in-law used to run one. And my brother-in-law and my sister, they were part of the business. Kenny, you're a good man. And then we got... We got fucked, but we did all see all bike paths and everything in uh, the park up here. Really? Up by, up by uh, 313. Yeah. What's the name of that one? Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know, but, th- but the point yeah. is that you you and your dad had some get some great stuff together. Yeah, oh yeah. And uh, sadly, he went too soon. Yes, he did. Some good stories, though. It makes for some good stories, though. I think everybody will, who listen to my show will remember the leg story. <laughs> pulling it, got pulled him. Yeah, of course. Mr. DeGroot. Until the next time, right? We had tractor trailers. We used to have <laughs> power bulbs. Little bulbs. Yeah. They used to, we used to pick up reefer loads. I'm coming in at Fort Elizabeth. Okay. Our Newark, New Jersey, up in that area. A whole trailer load of... Trailer loads of flower bulbs. Yeah. We used to, drop, to pick them up there. Take them to our sunset farm. Uh huh. My dad and I, and my brother now too. Right. Once they got their license to drive trucks, uh, I used to haul flower bulbs on down the East Coast. Flower, flower bulbs. I used to haul Easter flowers. They're still growing. Live Easter flowers and stuff like that. Do you know they're still growing? <laughs> yeah. Along the highways, you see all, all the those bulbs, man. Three track truck tractors, and uh-huh. I used to drive one. So I got my license. My dad stuck me in a tractor trailer and sent me at every Hagway store from uh, New Jersey, South Jersey, all the way up to fucking Boston, Massachusetts. Really? In New England states. Were you selling them stuff? No, they would deliver them. Some salesman Holland came over. Yeah. And you bought so many cars worth of uh, beers on the Agway. Yep. They gave you so many flower bulbs with your order. Uh-huh. And then um, went to Memphis, Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee, Bristol, Tennessee, all the golf stations. Golf gasoline stations. Yeah. I'm listening. You bought so many dollars worth of gas and they give you some. Few flower bulbs with me. Purchase of gas. Really? We used to all come and 
Collect couple them all. Load, well, at least one load a week to like the Knoxville. Yeah. Nashville, Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. Drive, take them to Michigan. Michigan. And we You've been have, around. We had meat haulers used to cut all meat in, in New York City. Yeah. Yeah. They dropped them to our place. We would transfer loads over in dessert trailers. They would take them out west. Wow. Iowa, not Illinois. Yeah, yeah. Man. Like, Full loads of What a varied... You guys did every every little thing. Yeah, we did all kinds of anything to make... My dad said, can't make, make a nickel. He said, I ain't doing it. Right. Well, can't can't he? can't make a nickel. I ain't fucking doing it. Of course. So I need to ask your permission. We've been recording you. I've been recording you. And I'm going to put it on Saturday's show, if you don't mind. No, I don't care. And then we'll listen to it together. <laughs> a lot of people don't know Kenny really helped me out when my first son died. I was living here, and uh, I don't know if I asked him. I don't think I did, but he just got me out of here for an hour when they came to get uh, my second son's. Uh, and they came to get him, you know. I didn't just didn't want to be here. And Kenny drove me around, man. And I'll never forget it. And we, uh, to this day, I take him around wherever he wants to go. We go. Except lately in the morning, I haven't been getting up, so he's pissed at me. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, it's all good, man. Coffee Kenny, baby. Yeah, we're back. Here we go. All right, cool. It's all good. I was just resting in a lot of pain because of the rain, so I do that. I recuperate by sleeping. That's all. Cool? Cool. I like turtles. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time for that. This has been a Mark McCarrion production.